my favorite Aspen story is she was uh, painting the settee that her mm-hmm. and Greg made yeah. when I was down there um, oh, wow. taking a continuous arm class. And it's the middle of summer, so she has the garage, Greg's garage door open. She's on the like laying on the ground painting. And Greg and I look out the window, like we don't see her moving. We're like, do you think she's okay? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then we saw her move her leg. We're like, oh, she's fine. Um, that might be the best impersonation of Greg I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. you know? the, most, the most mellow dude you're ever going to run Yeah, in? he's... Uh, oh, and, uh, spe- speaking of Greg, um, did you see that post a few months ago where they were actually spray painting the milk paint? Yeah, yeah. through the sprayer, yeah. I played, I played with that too. I, I'm telling you, this new video I want to do, I really want to go super nuts. And so I want to cover... Yeah, I I don't know if he if he continued to do that or or whatnot, but I I looked at that. I noticed the first couple of things they were doing it inside, and then last they were doing it outside because I was going. Yeah, no, Ooh. I was playing with it just the other day, and it's yeah. pretty it's pretty amazing. I think what it's going to come down to is is helping folks understand what sprayer to use and yeah. consistency, you know, and how to keep it moving. You know, there's a lot of little parts on a chair, but. Aspen was really hot on it. And I can see why, because a big part of what gives people trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, brushing it on and, and uh, just the time involved. Cause you can take, you know, 45 minutes to do an entire chair. And if you can yeah. spray it, it's probably like five, 10 minutes you're done. Well, one of the challenges mm-hmm. I set myself in the last two years was I want to paint a chair in a day and I want to have the oil on it in another day. And mm-hmm. walk like, how can we take it from being just as much time and finishing as building, you know, like how can we really minimize this to make it something that you get the result you want? And- yeah. Hmm. And, yeah. And, 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 well, do you have any issues with, you know, cause I've heard back and forth about, Hey, you need to actually let the milk paint cure for a few days before you put the oil on. Um, yeah, I played a lot with different timings of different things. And again, I, I want to, here's the now, thing. So some of this might just be old wives tales, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Let's yeah. Let's not also forget. I can tell you to wait for three days. No one's going to do it. Yeah. Well, I tell that's true. Samples, no one's going to do it. So mm-hmm. a lot of it, to me, if you really want to teach it and give people information that's useful, you've got to give them information that's useful. Right. So useful information is going to be, how can you achieve this fast, quick, and dirty in a, in a, in a way that yeah. we all wish we were saints, but we're not. So, useful, but also tested so that you're not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> they don't go home and try it and go, that son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> is right anyway. But <laughs> I'm gonna sand it all off and do it again the right how, way. How can I get them to just basically be bulletproof and foolproof and get a really deep result? So I've I've challenged everything I thought I knew about milk paint for the last two years, and I, I'm mm. getting close to feeling pretty comfortable, ready to say, you know, follow this, and you'll because awesome. I've I've seen some pretty amazing screw ups, like <laughs> in chairs, and I'm just like wait, you watched my video and you did this? It's like, <laughs> holy crap, what happened? You know, and the nice thing, you got to give people their successes. Most of the time they're like, I'm thrilled. I'm like, great, great. Yeah. That's all that really actually matters. But are you are you still using the real milk paint company or? I that? am. That's another thing. And this one, I want to also give other options because I've noticed that old fashioned has come out with some better colors. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed with their colors before. They were all just the same muted colors. And I wasn't a real fan of that. You know, I didn't want everybody's chairs, including my own, to look exactly the same. Um, but I want to play with some of their new colors they've got. So I actually just got a package today with those to see what they're all about. Because there's some real differences in the way those two products handle. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Have you ever used any of the linseed oil or linseed paints? I haven't. I I was curious about them because that was the other thing I was doing. Is I mean, I've played with latex paint. Mm-hmm. I played with everything you could possibly use to finish a chair. That's why I want to make the next one just finishing. 
Yeah. Um, because a big part of it is what is it that makes a good finish and what's the process? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've seen some stuff about the linseed oil and or linseed oil paint. So it's like, you know, that'd be interesting just to, to try out. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. So I might yeah, do that. As usual, you can't always trust what the manufacturer says to do with something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Cause you thin the, uh, the milk paint out more than they would ever recommend. I do. And I don't mix yeah. it the way they mix it. And yeah. I've, I'm getting really sweet results with it. Oh, are you, are you using the little um, uh, scientific mixer? Oh, the magnetic stir? Yeah. You know what, I, yeah. what I found is that is cool and it does make a very smooth paint. But really what I found is easier and then you don't have to buy that is if you mix it as a paste first. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I saw you like doing that. Yeah. Water is paint, mm -hmm. you know, like a, like a three to five mixture or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you grind it as a good hard paste for a while. And then you slowly add water until you're a little more than a wonder. So there's more water than paint and then run it through a filter. You're going to get a really smooth paint, but then it's how you apply it. Cause I think what happens with the milk paint that I think is most interesting is how those first coats go on. Because if you paint the first coat on, you've got to treat that as a coat meant to be abraded because the paint goes in. I think what happens is it, it pushes out air from the wood and it sort of pops like little bubbles mm -hmm. and you get a coarser paint out of it, out of that coat. And if you don't address that after the first coat, all your paint will just reflect that coarseness. Sure. Where mm -hmm. if you abrade it and that means like, you know, scotch brighting the parts that were cut with a blade, sanding the parts that were scraped and sanded, and then put that paint on the second coat, it's a completely different look. The paint huh. goes smooth as can be because you've really you've you've taken care of that. It doesn't absorb into the wood the same. And I've just found really good results, especially if you have the right concern. Yeah. You know. And then you I mean, anytime you can knock down those those surface impurities. What's that? The next layer is and any anytime you can knock down the, the surface impurities, you, the right. next layer is going to be a little different. You know, better. Right. You know, it's going to come down smooth for sure. Yeah. Spread easier, yada yada. Yeah, yeah. And I think I would I would more stress in the next video, like general principles, which is when you just state it. And I think that's an important one. If you just keep applying finish over finish without ever addressing, you know, what's underneath and what's going yeah. on, you're not going to get the result you think you are. It's just going to be a big wet hot. So I, 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 that, that exact notion, but on a totally different scale, I, I heard, you know, this is back like uh, 30 years ago, I was work, selling electronics and people were talking about amplifying uh, UHF signal. Mm -hmm. And if you have a bad signal and you amplify it, you're amplifying a bad signal and it's just noise becomes bigger noise and it's the same thing it's yeah. you know if you're not treating it but you know and that's look at the automotive guys wet sanding is a thing on purpose because it's a way of abrading a, a bad first coat to make the second coat go better yeah yeah that's yeah. just the basic yeah, yeah, simple, the, it's all it's all been done before you just got to listen and and do it yourself yeah, yeah. The problem I find with folks and their finishing is they're so impatient mm -hmm. and they use their reaction from other things like wet sanding. So, you know, they'll they'll put a coat of paint on and not like it and just immediately start painting again, yeah. building mm -hmm. and getting worse, you know, those those reactions. So in the next one, I really I've learned a lot about, I think, kind of impart the in one video. And I really want to try and hit the high spots a little bit harder. It's time where I'm like, no stop yourself yeah walk away yeah, i mean like, it, like it, it is a hard lesson one of the hardest things i've i've i i know better but physically i have trouble with not like leaning into a grid of sandpaper mm -hmm. and letting the sandpaper do the work yeah. you know yeah. like i find this just lean in a little bit more and it'll work harder and it'll do the thing faster you know and it's not the case you know you don't have to do that well, right? well, no there's on... a there's 
But yeah, even on finishing, you know, like if um, you spray something too thick or paint it on too thick or something like that and you have a defect, it's like you just need to walk away and let that dry before you even try to address it. So many yeah, people try yeah. to address it when it's wet. And that, just, that just, you know, that's just one mistake after another, you know. <laughs> and, yep. and, unfortunately, and unfortunately, should I say, uh, a lot of our modern finishes, especially even if you do put them on wet and it does look a little crinkly, they have a way of leveling themselves out if you give them a chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Slow drying, yeah. just auto leveling, yada, yada, yada. Yep. That kind of stuff. Thanks. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one of the biggest things that I, I I had to learn myself to do is just like, all right, you know, put the oil on, whatever you're doing, and just walk away. If you see a mistake, then you can dress it after it's dry. Yep. Deal with it when it's dry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. while it's wet, all you got is trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and not by just reapplying it, like assess and mm -hmm. then control and then reapply. Like there's yeah. process. Yeah. 